Welcome to Ciao Bella, hosted by yours truly, Erica Firpo, travel journalist based in Rome. Each week on Ciao Bella, I explore today's Italy, speaking with artisans, designers, hoteliers, architects, artists, Parmesan makers, in other words, the creators who are making the Italy that you love. So sit back and join in. Hi, and welcome back to Ciao Bella. This is Erica, and today I am in my hometown of Rome by Piazza del Popolo, and I am at Artisanal Cornucopia with Elif Salorenzo. Um, hi, Elif, how are you? Good morning. Lovely to be here. Well, I'm glad and I finally caught you. I feel like we've been uh, two ships, you know, passing in the, the wind, as they say, and um, I finally pinned you down, even though, to be honest, um, I think it's my fault because I usually come by here, as, as I was saying to you earlier, at 8 o'clock in the morning when I drop my daughter off. <laughs> well, you know, um, I try to open um, at a, you know, by 10 o'clock sort of, but yes, um, in the morning um, I'm obviously running around getting kids ready and hence the store Unfortunately, it doesn't open. It doesn't open at eight. No, no, eight a.m. I'm still, you know, being the mama. But I, I love, I love coming here at eight a.m. because I love looking in the window. And I met you because of that. I met so four years ago. I was walking down um, Via del Loca in in Rome, and I saw I was it was late at, not late at night, but it was late in the afternoon. And I saw this window, and I was with my husband, and my husband was like, "Why are you like hypnotized?" And I was like, "We got to go in. We got to go in this store." It had all these things in the window, and I was like, "This is so different than what I've seen in Rome." Um, it was not a big concept store. It was a small boutique with very beautifully curated items um, of all different kinds. And I entered and I met you. Yes, and thank you for you know um, noticing. The idea is absolutely I try to be different uh, than others. And um, I try to curate and research local and international artisans so that uh, they get uh, special light and so that the um, customer, the person who walks in, can actually notice how difficult it is to produce, to, to, you know, make, to, to develop the skills and the craftsmanship required to um, produce, to make a product that has a bit of soul and um, something a little different, a story, uh, um, something to convey. Well, I think that, I mean, that, that I got just looking in the window and that also when I started talking to you because every single item in this store is curated because of, it, it, because of your personal relationships, because of your, your passions, because of just things you like and you brought them in. But more importantly, what I've noticed in my morning ventures when I come by at eight o'clock is that I, you know, I, I don't, it's not, it's not always the same. It's, there's, there's a lot of change. There's, a, there's an evolution. It's a true cornucopia that keeps giving and giving and giving. I love that. Yes, my cornucopia is exactly, you know, uh, the idea is that um, I have an abundance of accessories and obviously for my cornucopia you don't have any grapes and walnuts coming out but um, actually uh, all sorts of accessories and they keep changing, they keep evolving because I try to um, showcase and be a starting launch pad for new um, emerging uh, designers, but also sometimes the designer might be well known elsewhere, but not known in Italy. Or um, other times I find a brand that I find is just so exceptional, they may absolutely not be new, not even new maybe to the um, Italian market, but 
I just decide that it is so uh, different than the others that I uh, included in my cornucopia. So let, let's talk a little bit about that. How are you? How are you finding these brands? I mean, or maybe what I should ask you is to tell me a little bit about how we got to this room. Sure. So the um, idea there is it is um, I don't have a single channel that I um, research uh, the the designers that uh, and the brands that end up um, at Artisanal Cornucopia. The idea is sometimes they reach out to me. Sometimes it's as simple as I see it on someone and I'll, you know, be curious and ask. Other times it is a fair, but most of the times I find that the uh, fairs uh, I go less and less to. Uh, I try to find um, different channels. Sometimes it's even uh, Instagram that I uh, might um, use to... Um, you know, find out more about a certain product uh, if I uh, find it to be um, intriguing. So uh, I've done a lot of collaborations. I've done collaborations even with Alta Roma, Road to Style. I, um, Alta Roma, featured, just for everybody to sure. know, we want to tell people sure. about what that is. Alta Roma is, a, um, is the fashion uh, body group uh, in Rome that absolutely uh, tries to support uh, emerging artisans or um, other uh, designers that uh, deserve recognition. So for example, together with Vogue, they'll do uh, Vogue Who's On Next, um, and they'll do this um, in Rome and in Milan. So um, they have a strong um, communication channel to uh, get the word out there about you know who is uh, worth noticing. So we've done different collaborations as the Road to Style, uh, as Via de Loca, Via de la Pena, and we try to do also oftentimes um, Christmas events together as a whole, uh, as a, as one street, one body. That um, I think uh, makes our message a lot stronger because we are a street of artisans, and I think we all complement each other with the various. Um, um, designers and products we have because we have a hat shop, we have a fragrance store, we have um, a mix of um, brands like my store and Bomba makes her own uh, artisanal products and uh, then we have um, Laura Urbinati and Lucia Oldescalchi who does amazing uh, jewelry. So we have a um, very nice array of uh, I think uh, stores one after another that complement each other and as a whole we become even stronger and convey a message. And as such, we've become an association and have adopted a garden. Well, that, and, and I was laughing so hard when I, because my husband, I told you this, we, we frequently walk by there and say, this is such a great garden. It's such a waste that it's not open. <laughs> yes, thanks to you know Hotel Locarno, another you know um, favorite place of mine that happens to be on the street, and I'm a local at Locarno, so I love it when um, we take initiatives together. So uh, she's the brainchild of this, um, you know, adopting this garden, um, and we have a lot of work to do, um, and we are really looking forward to doing it because it is this beautiful secret garden, if you will, right behind uh, Piazza del Popolo. And um, now we will be able to, once we plant uh, flowers and uh, other plants, we will be, and, and clean it up, we will be able to make use of it and um, enjoy it as a community. Well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that because I think um, 
that's an identity of Rome that that need that that exists, but we don't, we, we we rarely see it that that these neighborhoods or these streets associations that are getting together and and I think we see so much press on oh Rome isn't clean or Rome is over touristy and we don't see enough about these neighborhood groups that are getting together saying hey listen we totally we've always valued our, our street we've always valued this neighborhood and this is what we do to show it please come and enjoy it absolutely I think it's very important to sort of offer a solution as opposed to just complain um, and I love that uh, we are able to offer something as well instead of just complaining about you know um, how um, inefficiently run the garbage uh, collection is or um, you know how dirty the streets are or, or, or whatever else we find um, wrong with Rome so I love that we're actually going to contribute positively I think um, you know as they say Rome absolutely wasn't built in a day and it is a large city with a lot of history uh, and that's what makes it magical but it also makes it difficult um, in other ways so I think if we all do our part um, we can see uh, change and it will be um, a quick and positive change if everybody does their part in their own neighborhoods because that's where it always starts. Okay, I, I like that and um, I might quote you on that. Love um, it. So let me, I'm going to give everybody a, another visual reference of where we are. So if you've been to Rome, you know that there are several major piazzas and the biggest is Piazza del Popolo. It's a big oval shaped piazza with an obelisk in the center and radiating out from it are three streets. Via del Babuino, which everybody knows is the posh shopping street. Via del Corso, which runs a kilometer from it runs a kilometer down and it, it actually takes you right to the original center of the city, Piazza Venezia. And then Via di Ripetta, which is my, my personal favorite. Um, it's a little bit quieter of a street, but it is still one of the three main streets in this little um, tridente, trident. Yes. And it's Octopus, yeah, as I it's, call it. And, and it's historic because it's uh, this neighborhood went through in, in the late Renaissance and in the Baroque period, it, it, it too was urbanized and beautified and restructured and a lot of artisans lived here um, and as we know times have changed in Rome but people people don't walk around this neighbor this side of the Corso that much and if they did they'd find exactly what you're saying this beautiful street that has the fragrance shop it has a historic hotel and it has artisanal cornucopia but I wanted to ask you because I know when I met you I think I was joking with this, with you about this the other day. We spoke in Italian, and then I realized you had a different accent, and then we spoke in English, and then it turned out that you're Turkish, and then, <laughs> and, um, but you speak, let's see, what was it? It was Italian, English, German, Turkish, German, French, and French. And um, a little bit of Norwegian and Swedish in there as well. Because you just have to, right? Because I'm a daughter <laughs> of a diplomat. I came as part of a package. So wherever dad went, I followed. So... I know that, and, 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 and actually, I was, I was just noticing this now, sometimes if I listen to you, there's a slight New Yorker accent, and I know that you are a New Yorker. So why don't we talk a little bit about what got you from, let's say, a little bit about your history, New York history, and then what brought you here? What brought so, you to, like, when, when I say here, I mean artisanal cornucopia. Sure. So uh, I am a New York attorney turned entrepreneur, and it all started in New York when I... Um, didn't want to twiddle my thumbs and I knew many brands I knew people and I said and I have the space and I love shopping so I started with trunk shows where I would introduce the brands to the people I knew um, that's how artisanal cornucopia came to being um, my husband is Italian and he is um, in the fashion industry but um, 
basically what happened is uh, we decided that we wanted to live in New York. Uh, after living in New York so many years, we wanted to move back to Europe having two girls. We um, wanted to uh, choose Rome because it was not a city we had lived in because we've lived in Florence. We have a home in Venice. We um, had not at all had the Rome experience. And we thought that instead of going back to where we'd already lived, uh, and my husband is from the north, so you know we know that. We know Bergamo, Milan, et cetera, as well. We said we want to try the capital. And that's how we ended up in Rome. And um, it was just um, a natural um, next step for me to open a store where we were, uh, and I thought that Rome was a good, uh, good place, and I wanted it to be in the historic center. So, so that's how we ended up here. So you were doing trunk shows in New York. Were you doing trunk shows in Bergamo as well, or like were the trunk did, shows always following yes, you? Yes, I basically did trunk shows in New York. Then I opened a test store in Bergamo ah. in a art space because basically having family in Bergamo. Um, I reached out to them. They are an art gallery of sorts, and they had a space that they really weren't using. So I became a shop in shop hmm. to see, you know, and that's how the art entered artisanal cornucopia to um, see, you know, if this concept could uh, work uh, in Italy. Um, and from there, when we did moved to, you know, uh, Rome, that's how, you know, I turned into a full fledged store. Um, other than that, I have e-commerce now. So, you know, I have many channels I still need to grow. I'm um, entering my fourth year now uh, as a brick, you know, um, real store. But uh, e-commerce is extremely important for me uh, to have a more global outreach. Um, but I do want to have my e-commerce that's not, you know, connected to another larger um Um, distributor online because I did that I've already done that as well but I think that I'd like to um, have it be my own but it's not easy nobody told me how difficult it is to you know have um, e-commerce up and running properly well let's let's I, well e-commerce e is a world that um, I, I could not imagine especially with I mean with what you're doing here because this isn't quite as simple as you know, I don't know, making the same t-shirt all the time or the same, the, for the, sure. This, the, everything here, it's, it's, it's an, it's an organism. It's a constantly evolving organism. So let's exactly. talk a little bit about what's in here and what people Ex can find. Exactly. You know, that's actually one of my challenges for my e-commerce because I'm definitely an experiential store. So you have to, you know, my e-commerce will never, ever replace that, um, you know, feeling that you get from a store. Um, but um, I do have, you know, always a presence of the items that I always carry online. So you don't see everything I have online, which, you know, um, I don't think you ever will see everything I have. Because, for example, I have these scarves that are unique, one of a kind, because it's called Bengali. It's a um, technique from India. It's basically cashmere infused with silk. They'll, they'll take the sari um, material uh, that is maybe worn uh, on other parts and they'll double stitch vertically the um, two fabrics so that one side is different than the other. Sometimes there is a big contrast between the two sides, other times it's more subtle, and then that gets infused with the cashmere. But what oh, wow. I love is 
you get this scarf that just because every fabric is different, even if the cashmere might be the same color, the um, fabric renders every product unique. So I would have to photograph and put separately every single scarf if I were to put it online, which goes, you know, which is very time consuming for a one man show. So that's why I'm saying e-commerce is not at all what they, you know, claim it is, but I did try to, as a, you know, very old millennial, I did pretend and learn that I can absolutely make my own website, and I did, and then I delegated. Very smart, very <laughs> well, smart. Dele delegation is the, yes. is the best lesson definitely, to learn. Definitely. So yeah. let's, let's give everybody a walkthrough of what it's like to come in here. Um, you walk in, and that's that's. I, I I'm having a little hard time with this. Well, you'll hear a bell. Okay, let's let's do it. Let's give everyone the simulation of walking in. So the idea here is. There's the, the idea is the minute you enter artisanal cornucopia, I hope that um, your eye catches. Whether it's the bijou or the fragrances or um, an article for the season like a, um, a scarf or a coat or shoes or artisan sneakers, the idea is everything has a story. So um, I am a slow shop of sorts, just like slow food. You have to sort of, of course, if you are really in a hurry, I'll give you the quick, um, you know, um, service as well but the idea is I would like you to take your time a little and to hear about what's different about the product that's you know in front of you and I promise you that every product is here for a reason and um, whether it's the detail or the um, craftsmanship or the originality um, or the scent of the candle or the fragrance um, it has just for one reason or another caught me. Well, I noticed. Caught my eye. I know. Last time I was in the shop, I, I saw what caught my eye were these beautiful skirts in bright colors and and beautiful patterns. And I know they're your skirts. Yes. Some. Um, you know, I collaborate often with uh, the brands I uh, showcase. And this time, this is a cooperative um, established by a wonderful Fulbright uh, scholar who um, wanted to work with refugees to give them a second opportunity, a second life um, in the new country that they uh, had adopted. And um, they happened to be African refugees. So for me, it was very inspiring to use Dutch wax, which is absolutely, you know, um, African in origin. Is so it like we, Batik? Um, it is similar to Batik, but the idea is what they do is... Um, uh, they um, maybe it's more vibrant than batik, uh, just because I guess Africa is a country of colors. Um, the idea is they will um, use floral or big patterns, and in order for the fabric to be more uh, resistant, there is a Dutch. Well, that's why it's called Dutch wax. There is basically a wax um, uh, layer that uh, is um, applied. So before you start working with the fabric, you actually wash it so that it becomes softer and more workable. But for that reason, it is a more resistant and durable uh, fabric. So I love it because it's just a happy fabric. That's the way I want to call it. I find that the colors and the patterns change all the time. So 
um, I haven't found the same fabric twice yet. So um, what I did is I came up with certain, I call them, for example, the sundress or the, um, you know, um, the uh, shirt dress, you know, certain uh, very simple, um, timeless uh, models. And, and, and I have jumpsuits coming in and a few other pieces that are coming in. I wanted to create this capsule collection just before the sun goes away. And my theme this month is September sun, by the way. So I try to have different you know themes often. Um, and we did this collaboration together and I'm very, very uh, pleased and uh, proud of it. Um, kudos to uh, the sewing cooperative and to Lydia who organizes them all. Now I noticed you have a lot of beautiful jewelry pieces. I also know I don't I don't think I see any right now, but I know there was a period when you had purses by Benedetta, whose last name is slipping me. Benedetta Bruzzikes. She was one of the Alta Roma, you know, who's on next um, designers, and she's a very um, capable um, Italian young designer uh, who um, is based just outside of Rome. Uh, she's Caparola. from Caprarola. Exactly, and she works with a lot of um, artisans. The bags I have by her um, are these backpacks currently that are hand-weaved, and from a distance it almost looks as, as if it's fabric. Yeah, that's what but I thought it was. when you come closer, you actually notice that it's absolutely all leather, hand-weaved leather, all made in Italy, all uh, made, um, you know, all artisan-made. Then I have um, a new brand from... Uh, Colombia, they are called Apaya. The um, how delicate and how um, intricate the um, weaving is in these um, um, straw bags caught my eye immediately. Um, one bag is your, I call it the Capri lemon. It's in the shape of a yellow lemon. So it's perfect for, ladies, it's wedding season, so you need to get your statement bag. And I have many to offer, including um, the apaya that could be used, you know, for any holiday, year after year, um, straw bags. And I have my own design with the Dutch wax, uh, very simple pochettes because they're just, you know, they don't get destroyed in your suitcase. Are those the pochettes yes, down there? Yes. Yeah, those are like, they're like, they look like envelopes in fabric and bright colors and they are perfect for, they're perfect for spicing up any casual evening. There you go. <laughs> you know? Uh, or spicing up a business meeting. No, I like Absolutely. And you can throw it in your tote and just take that when you're going to lunch, for example. When you walk in here, there's also, uh, there's a display box and it's, uh, this is, is it water, water, waterford? What is it? Water Watermans. Are they and, pens? And they're, exactly. This was an original display case, uh, a vitrine, um, you know, from the thirties, maybe forties. And, um, I just love it. I think it's just, uh, um, one of my, uh, favorite, uh, items that I use um, as, you know, one of the store furniture. What I did, uh, just to let you know, given the fact that this concept started as a, a trunk show, when I was designing the store, I wanted a homey feeling from the store. I didn't want it to, I wanted the store to emit a welcoming feeling, not a regular store. So I actually um, did that in two ways. One, 
I used home furniture that I actually had. So I was very smart. Ha! Huh, instead of putting it in storage, I actually put my furniture that I wasn't currently using to good use and, you know, was a business savvy decision. But also, you know, it communicated this message that this was a more home, more of a home than a store. And I hope that that, you know, gave it a feeling of um, a welcoming atmosphere in, and not where they attack you and say, hello, can I help you uh, when you enter the store? I try not to do that. And I think that's very important. Well, I think, you know, I'm, my, my, um, what I noticed was that you have a lot of really beautiful things and things that, thank you, that I think would be in a different setting would be intimidating. And, in, you know, like you, you, if it's, this, if, if the space was, it's, it's, there is something very comforting about coming in here and I'm looking at these beautiful perfumes and I don't feel like I'm about to break yes, anything. Yes, I do not, I do not want to give that feeling. I do want to absolutely, um, I'm, um, that would be a no-no for me. You have to not be afraid to touch, uh, feel, um, ask to, sm or, or, or t you know, want to smell a fragrance. That is exactly um, the, you know, uh, atmosphere that I'm trying to create. Talking about fragrances, which, you know, given the fact that I'm a bit of a, I, I, I really am a fan of, um, and I have a passion for fragrances, I've tried to put together a very different uh, collection of uh, fragrances. And they usually come to me before they are distributed elsewhere, so I am a little bit ahead of the curve, uh, and I like that um, so that um, I'm able to present something before everybody else has it. But most of the time, because they are artisan fragrances, chances are, even if they'll become well-known, there will be very few uh, connoisseurs that will be um, you know, using the same fragrance. So one of them is Extrait d'Atelier, which is an Italian um, Veneto-based uh, brand. Basically there, she wanted to uh, create, she wanted to, um, for her, it was very important to do, um, do an homage to the crafts, uh, crafts that are, um, you know, the uh, usual uh, classic crafts like the couturier or the um, jeweler or the ceramist and the gardener. They're the two recent uh, additions. The, uh, and the shoemaker, uh, which is a more masculine, resinous, and, and leathery fragrance. But all of them are um, genderless, so you can, um, you know, it is, a, it is for him or her. Um, she did not want to distinguish. Uh, I, did, I, I know that she researched uh, for years before the product came into being. I like also the packaging. I like everything about her story and her vision. Then I have a line um, called Sol Couture from uh, Florence. Well, the nose is from Florence and then the investment comes from Bologna. Um, again, they uh, used products and um, f um, uh, essences of the highest quality. For example, iris, the, the real iris is light in color and not um, so dark. Um, and they have one that almost smells like a woodsy lipstick, if you will. And um, there again, it's genderless. But um, what, you know, what, there are fragrances that are more masculine, and other ones that are more floral, like tuberose. Uh, and then there is a fil rouge, which I think is very nice because no way can you pinpoint uh, if it's meant to be for her, her or him. So nobody has to fight over whose fragrance it is. <laughs> you can share. So how much, I'm, I'm curious, how, what is, 
how much, what, what is the evolution like in here? Is there a lot of change? Is it something that's monthly or is it a slow and very subtle? Because I know that, uh, I, I know that people have launched from you. I know that you're constantly finding new designers. I know that also there are, there are, there's your line. There are, are designers that you, you constantly have as well. So I'm trying to get an idea. Um. Yes, designers sometimes, you know, um, make it and they stay. Like, for example, Anna and Alex or Julia Barella. These, these are amongst my local artisans. They are uh, my two big jewelry brands. And there's also Coro. Ah. Um, I love uh, their, you know, inspiration is always the ar uh, the architect, the monuments of Rome and other places. But I have only the Rome uh, selection just because I find that that fits my store. But um, um, they are um, again one of my local artisans and then I have international artisans like the Colombian Susu Wayu um, um, crocheted bags to um, Spanish Cespardeñas uh, or the um, Kashmir as I was mentioning before or the um, uh, Cetina Buca Sicilian um, Atelier uh, or Lodenthal coats. Um, I have um, Misela from Istanbul. I have Rumisu, another um, Turkish brand who makes amazing scarves. I mean, when was the last time you were excited about a scarf? So, um, and then one of my recent uh, additions is uh, artisan sneakers. They're known as Poke Maoke, and they're all made in Italy, leather um, sneakers that have a handmade artisan addition. So we're talking, the sneaker looks like it's blooming a little with oh, flowers the ones or I, other oh. details or fur or pearls. And um, so you can be very comfortable, but be very chic. Well, you know, I've noticed recently that, that Italy is kind of on the forefront of very good sneakers recently. I've been very happy. I've seen other lines and it's great. I didn't realize these were Italian. I actually, I wouldn't have known that unless you told me, which is the whole point of coming in here. That's right. That's <laughs> it's right. the stories that we're finding. And we have the vin winter version as well, which are more booties, uh, sort of like... Oh, the, the ones I just you know, saw over here? Exactly. And mm -hmm. those are, you know, very fun for to for, for when you need to have for cold weather, you know, toasty shoes mountain or for my city. next family ski trip because I just you I just told it. you I've become a skier <laughs> I love it love it love it Dolomites is where you know it's where I, it's at so you know absolutely food and skiing that's where we go so you know actually I want to I want to bring it back um to to Rome for a second and and just talk about where it's at in the sense that you are an incredible tastemaker you have you have such a great eye you probably are a buon gustayo you know which means I to everybody so, else that you. that you are great I'm with blushing. eating and i would love to know some of some of the places that you would suggest that are your kind of you know at least places to see or get inspired or eat or that you that you that you go to in rome or that you would suggest so um if you you know uh being an aperitivo lover i'm going to start with that my favorite at the moment is the terrace of Hotel de la Ville. Ah, um, excellent Near view. the Spanish Steps, just above Hasler. So you just go above the Spanish Steps and to the right. Um, the view is amazing because not, not only do they have multiple terraces, it's just a new um, view because the hotel recently opened. So they 
are offering this view that wasn't available for, I want to say, decades. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure you know how long, but it's just wonderful to have that level building, uh, that level view, um, you know, one, once again. So I love um, De La Ville for the cocktails and the view and, you know, would recommend it uh, with my eyes closed. Another um, place I love for dinner, I'm going to go to the another part of town, uh, always in the historic um, center. It's called uh, Amatriciana. It's across the street um, and nearby the uh, Hotel de la Opera, no, not hotel, excuse me, uh, across the street from the uh, theater and opera, you know, ballet um, of Rome. Um, pizza, I would say buffetto. Ah, because, you're a buffetto person. Because I like the atmosphere there and I am uh, going to admit that I discovered it very, very late, you know, in my... Um, I didn't, it wasn't one of my first places. I um, sort of uh, finally managed to go there after years and I really like it. I really enjoyed it. Now you mentioned that um, recently you've been walking around Villa Charra. And then exactly, one of the things I love doing is walking around Rome because there is history everywhere. We were just talking yesterday that, for example, Ponte Milvio, and I never looked at Ponte Milvio like that, is where Constantine lost the oh, battle yeah. and then went to Byzantium, you know, and that's where it happened. It's it's one of these things that, you know, Ponte Milvio today is just hustling, bustling, you know, lots of bars and shops and that's teenagers going nuts, you know, that's that's Ponte Milvio. So I find that historic And just so everybody knows, that gives it a different That flavor. was Constantine coming into Rome, defeating Maxentius in 313 AD. Thank you. So, no, husband's Give an me the details, husband's exactly. an archaeologist, because every time we, God. We, we, we go there, my husband, like, you know, it's busy. I, there's a, a cafe that I really love that I have to get these little treats from Mondi. I don't know if you know it. I'm a, like, And it's so busy and crazy. And my husband always pauses and he's like... This is the bridge. This is the bridge. This is where it all happened in 313 AD. So I know it very well now and, because and I hear it. you hardly <laughs> notice the bridge. So it's crazy, you know? So this is what you have to notice when you're in Rome, the, the history there. Um, for example, we were walking around um, on the, I guess it's called the Promenade of uh, Gianicolo. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just breathe it all in. There is an incredible view um, centuries old pine trees and other, you know, um, uh, flora. I just, fauna. Um, flora and fauna. Fl flora and fauna, everything. exactly. But it's just uh, all, um, there is so much history and beauty. And, and, you know, sometimes we just walk and not even notice uh, these things. So I'm trying to now be conscious and uh, walk around looking for history. Well, I think you, you know, you're lucky because you have Oscar. Yes, my Labrador, who enjoys Lev's walking and just as long as he's with us, he's happy. So yes, that gives me a lot of opportunity to um, discover the rest of, you know, discover Rome because I think it will never end. I think you can discover something new everywhere you go. I also love, for example, uh, Ghetto. I think um, the restaurants there, I can tell you, maybe every restaurant there is yummy. From Piperno, which is more old school, to Nonna Betta, 
um, to the fish restaurant, which is hmm, escaping my mind. There's it's a, a they're, they're two across the street from each other. Ah, um, but not on the big strip. You're talking about the one by Piazza Margana. Is that possible? It's on a. It's on a. It's on the same street as Nonabetta, if I'm not wrong. Oh, there's a fish restaurant. This there is are two fish restaurants across the street from each other, oh. and they both, you know, one has. I have to say, it's looking too white, and the lights are too light, and then the other one looks dark. But I know that they're both really good. <laughs> so if you want to go for food, a good fish, you know, restaurant, those two. Although the name is escaping me, but you just might be able to understand by this description. Are there any museums or galleries that you'd like to go to for inspiration? Yesterday, I went to Villa Giulia. Ah, the Etruscan loved Museum. Loved everything. Yes. Loved, loved. Couldn't stop taking pictures. If you go on my Instagram right now, you'll just, on my uh, feed, mm-hmm. your or in, story. Your, your, no, your, on my story. Sorry, said it wrong. Sorry. On my story. Um, you'll see, I don't know, 20 shots. Is, is and this every on, single is this piece was inspired. Artisanal cornucopia? Yes, yes. So on artisanal. artisanal cornucopia? Is, yes. that the, is that the Instagram? In, Instagram is artisanal cornucopia. And oh my God, I couldn't stop taking pictures because every piece was so detailed and so intricate. I loved it. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you a link to uh, Darius, my husband's... Um, little series that he's done because he, I look forward to that he did a whole thing in in uh, Villa Giulia we love Villa I Giulia I didn't know that we, guess I've what? been trying to go there no, since no, ages nobody else knows because I'm not supposed to tell anyone <gasps> okay <laughs> but I'm going to tell you lips are sealed uh, exactly so, you know we are authorized exactly but until this comes out live um it was great catching up with you and thank you I can't wait to come you said around Christmas time the whole neighborhood does an event? Is that what it does? That's right. We come together as a street, so we look forward to welcoming everyone come holiday season. Um, mm-hmm. And we every year have a different theme. Um, and I look forward to, you know, welcome you all when um, you're ready to get into the holiday spirit. Or at least we'll help you get into it. I think I think you would do a great job with that. I can't wait. Well, I'll come by. Thank you. I'll, I'll be coming by in the mornings at 8. <laughs> And then I'll try to come by a little bit later to get coffee with you next no, time. I, I would love that. Thanks for, thanks for Thank being with me. Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank you. you. Hey, Ciao Bella listeners. Want to see more of Artisanal Cornucopia? Visit the website artisanalcornucopia.com. A-R-T-I-S-A-N-A-L-C-O-R-N-U-C-O-P-I-A dot com. Catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. You can find all my episodes on iTunes, and if you have time, subscribe, rate, and let me know your thoughts on the podcast. You can also be part of the podcast by donating. Find Ciao Bella on Patreon.com, where with as little as $1, you get behind-the-scenes photos and videos as I travel all throughout Italy. To learn more about me and my work, go to my website, ericafirpo.com, and follow my Italy adventures on Instagram at ericafirpo. Ciao Bella! And a very big thank you and hug to Massimiliano Yonta and Dis to Dis Studios, the producers of Ciao Bella who continue to make me sound and feel great.